Hallelujah, Jesus. We give you praise, King Jesus. You are worthy of our praise tonight, worthy of glory. We seek you in this new year. On the first service of 2024, Lord, we give you honor tonight. Lord, with great expectation of what you're going to do in this year. And we thank you in advance for it, Father. We thank you in advance for what you're going to do in our lives this year. We thank you in advance. We have great expectations of what you're going to do in this year. And Lord, I want to say that we will set the tone tonight in the first service of 2024. We will set the tone for 2024 and how it's going to be. We offer you, Father, our worship. We offer you our praise. We offer you our thanksgiving. For you are great and greatly to be praised. There is none like you. You are almighty God. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are the one that provides for us. You are our healer. We give you thanks tonight. We give you thanks tonight. We give you praise tonight. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. You are worthy, 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 worthy are you, God. Worthy are you, God. Worthy are you, God. Hallelujah. 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 We give you praise. Hallelujah. 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 Great and awesome are your works, O God. Your wondrous works in the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is the way we're going to start. This year, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you just simply say by faith, Lord, I am a sinner. Forgive me. I believe you died and rose from the grave. And I make you Lord of my life tonight. You do that. Confess that with your mouth. You are saved. You are born again. And for those that are born again. John the Baptist says, I'm not worthy to strap his sandals, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so that's how we're going to start tonight. That's how we're going to start this year. Right now, corporately, is we will be baptized corporately right now by the Holy Spirit. So say this after me. Jesus, baptizer of the Holy Spirit, baptize me now with the Holy Spirit and with fire. In Jesus' name, I receive it. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Now open your mouth and begin to pray in tongues. Begin to pray in your prayer language. Begin to pray in your prayer language. Baptize us now. Baptize us now with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Baptize us, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Great strength comes to you now. Great strength by his might. Great strength comes to you now in Jesus' name. And you'll walk in the strength and the power and the boldness of the Holy Spirit more than you ever have in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Great victories. Great breakthroughs. For your God goes before you. Your God, the one that is undefeated, goes before you. He's a mighty warrior. He's dressed for battle. And there's a warrior spirit being released in the earth to his people. Put on the armor of God. That you may fight and stand. In Jesus' name. And we give you thanks tonight, Father. We give you thanks. You received that. Just give him thanks. We give you thanks tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. So be it. So be it. It's going to be a great year. Because we serve a great God. He's a great God. And he's mighty. And guess what? He is mighty in you. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody, give them a high five. Say, God is mighty in you. Hallelujah. 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 I didn't know if you realized that or not. I just realized it about uh, maybe an hour and a half ago or so that this is the first service of 2024. What do you, what will you offer to the Lord tonight? What will you offer to him tonight? If, if this is what sets the tone for your year, what will you offer him tonight?
to put a draw on His Word by faith. Amen? I believe somebody's going to... I believe somebody's going to run tonight. You don't want to set the, set the tone of your year by being sad, depressed, oppressed, quiet. We got, if anybody's got something to shout about, it's us. Second Kings chapter seven. Second Kings chapter seven. I was praying about a couple weeks ago in the morning, praying the Holy Spirit. The Lord dropped this phrase in me, which is the title of this message brought to you by heaven. Why sit we here? Why sit we hear Second Kings chapter 7. And Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, a sayah of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two sayahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Now this was a prophetic word from the man of God. We have been given a prophetic word for 2024 from the man of God over this house, our apostle. And it is 2024, progressing, advancing, experiencing promotion, and seeing your highest expectations fulfilled. Say this with me. I'm progressing. I'm progressing. I'm advancing. I'm experiencing promotion and I will see my highest expectation fulfilled in Jesus name. Amen. So the man of God brought forth a prophetic word. So an officer on whose hand the King lean answered the man of God and said, look, this word look means behold, he was sure of himself He was somewhat sarcastic in his tone when answering the man of God and in much disbelief, unbelief, sarcasm, and uh, just, you know, despising what the man of God had said. He said, look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, in fact, the man of God says, in fact, You shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. You shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. When God gives a word through his men that he places in authority over the body... When that word goes forth, it is a word from God to me, to you. And it's, it's our choice, and, and Dr. Savell talked about this Sunday. It is our choice 
to receive the word of God with faith, by faith, and apply it in our life, make a decision to believe the word of God. Amen. Amen. God gets upset with people in the Bible, historically speaking, when they do not believe. He gives them sign after sign after sign, and they still don't believe. He said, because of your unbelief. He said they could not enter his rest because of their unbelief. It was unbelief that got him upset. When he created man in his image and gave him authority in the earth to speak like he speaks, to act like he acts, they gave him the power, the authority. <coughs> Excuse me. And then that very man questioned that power and authority and the one who gave it. He doesn't take kindly to that. But we still have a choice. Verse 4, 3. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? The King James Version says, Why sit we here? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city and we shall die there. If we sit here, we die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall only die. And they rose at twilight to go. Everybody say to go. Verse six for the Lord. So they went to the camp of the Syrians Verse, at the end of verse 5, I'm sorry. To their surprise, no one was there. They said, well, we go back to the city, we'll die. We stay here, die. Or we can go forward. And if we go forward, there's a chance that we'll live. Choices. Go back to the city, die. Remain, die. Go forward, live. <laughs> so when they went, to their surprise, no one was there. No one was at the enemy's camp. For the Lord, verse 6, had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots, the noise of horses, the noise of a great army, So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the king of the Hittites, the king of the Egyptians to attack us. So they thought it was a, you know, a plan. Verse eight, when these leopards came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent, they ate, they drank. They carried from it silver, gold, clothing. They went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent. And carried some from there also and went and hid them. Now, coming from a place where they had nothing, they could go back to nothing, where they were was nothing. And now they're in a place where there's lots of things. 
One tent to the next. There was so much stuff. Then they said to one another, verse 9, we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news. And we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Therefore, let us go and tell the king what's going on. Because the whole city was in famine. So they couldn't go back to the city. There was nothing there. There was famine. To stay where they were, there was nothing there because people were feeding them from the city. But when they went to the enemy's camp, And no one was there and they had their right to everything. They said, you know what? We should tell others what we found here. So they did. They went back. They told the the king and they were a little skeptical at first. We'll skip that part and we'll skip down to verse 16. They believed them finally that the people went and they plundered the tents of the Syrians. And so... A seah of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two seahs of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the officer on whose hand he had leaned to have charge of the gate, but the people trampled him in the gate and he died. Just as the man of God had said, who spoke when the king came down to him. And so it happened, just as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, Two seahs of barley for a shekel, a sea of fine flour for a shekel, shall be sold tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. And then that officer had answered the man and said, Now look, so we're recapping what happened. The officer had said, Now look, if the Lord would make the windows of heaven open, could such a thing be? In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And so it happened for the people trampled him in the gate and he died. (laughs) Now we're not going to focus so much on that part tonight. But I want you to know that it's highly important when there's a word that goes forth to the man of God that we are under, it's highly important for us to receive instruction and make a decision to believe. Make a decision to believe. Dr. Savell said there are three things needed to be successful in 2024. He said, number one, decide. Number two, decree. And number three, Disperse. Number one, decide. Now these four lepers had a decision to make. And they talked amongst themselves and reasoned amongst themselves. And they said, if we go back to the city, there's a famine. If we remain where we're at, there's nothing. But if we go forward, we'll live. Let's talk about these for a second. If we go back to the city, 
God has a system that is set up in the earth. It's His ways. Seek first the kingdom of God. God's ways of doing and being right. God has ways. The world and the world system has ways. We're born into the world and its system. And we are taught through the world and through its uh, media sources the indoctrination of the world and how it works. The world is, the system of the world is an eye for an eye. It's, a, it's, a, it's retribution, it's revenge, it's greed, it's backstabbing, whatever you got to do to get promoted. That, those are the systems of the world. And the world is doing everything they can to get the people of the world to believe in the system, to believe in and trust in the system of the world. Because if if you begin to trust in and lean on the system of the world, then the system can control you. But when we get born again, even though we're born into this world, we're born again. Now we begin to learn of a new system. Because we're not, we're in the world, but not of it. We're of another kingdom now. And the kingdom of God has a culture. The kingdom of God has ways. The kingdom of God has a language. And so we go to church after we're born again. And we begin to hear the word. And the word is telling us, the Bible, the word is telling us how God's system operates and what are God's ways. And so when we begin to learn the ways of God, it's contrary to the ways of the world and the ways of the world system. And the Bible says that that Satan is the God of this world. So he's the designer of its system. It's corrupt system, listen, that is failing. The world system is failing yes, it is. and it will ultimately fail. Yes. And so when we are faced with the same decision as the lepers, do we go back to the city when faced with a calamity of a famine? They were this, there was a famine in the city. Hard times had fell. And one of, the, one of the questions that we will ask ourselves is, well, do we go back to the world system? Do we go back to the way that it was? But guess what? Things are changing. Yes. There's a scripture that says, woe to those who go down to Egypt who trust in chariots and horses. What God's trying to get his people to do And what Dr. Savell, when he talks about stay in faith, is because the world is doing everything they can to pull you out of faith. The world's doing everything you can, they can to put take your trust from God and put it in the world. 
But the world has nothing to offer. That's uh, long-lasting, eternal. And so we can, uh, when we put our trust in God, we put our trust in his ways. And that's why when, we're, when we give, we're saying, God, I'm putting my trust in your system. God, I'm putting my trust in your ways. Ultimately, God, I'm putting my trust in you because I love you. And I know that you love me and you want the best for me. And so when, when God says to give, and that's the way of the kingdom, and it shall be given unto you, that is totally, completely opposite of everything that the world teaches. That makes no sense at all to someone that doesn't know God. Oh, that's, that's nice of you to be so generous, they say. You're so generous. That's so nice of you to be charitable. No, it's not, it's not being charitable. It's a lifestyle that I live because I'm a sower, because that's the ways of God. And it pleases God because it's done by faith. So faith pleases God, and I like pleasing God. But when we put our trust in God's system, the Bible says that God is love and love never fails. That means God never fails. That means he will never fail you. His system will never fail. His system is eternal. His system trumps the world's system and overrides it. Amen. So when we talk about going to the city, we could talk about the world. But they were saying, talking about going back. And there's a question that we must ask if we're being asked to advance, if we're being asked to progress, saying this is a year of advancement, progression. We're making that decision that, yes, I'm going to advance. Yes, I'm going to progress. Yes, my high expectations are going to be fulfilled. So when I'm making that decision and I look back to the past, the past, if you hold on to it, can affect how you advance your past. If you hold on to it, if you hold on to unforgiveness, if people hurt you and God's asking you to advance. And a lot of times when he asks us to advance, it's not an isolated incident. Guess what? You run into more people. And so you gotta, you got to be a place where, you, where that doesn't affect how you advance. It's going to be different for everybody. The, the different things from our past. But it's under the blood of Jesus. I said, it, I said it's under the blood of Jesus. I said it's under the blood of Jesus. So if God forgets it, then... Shouldn't we be like him? What if today, what if today you had a clean slate? You had no hurts from your past. You had no bad experiences. You started the the slate totally clean. God is saying, I've got a good life for you. 
I got plans to prosper you, give you a future and a hope, for you to walk in health, for you to advance, promote promotions in your future. Wouldn't you be like, yes! That sounds great. So our past is, is something that we have to, when we're looking back, that can hinder our advancement. But old things are what? And behold, all things have been made new. Amen. So we could go into the city. There's nothing there. There's nothing in the world system. There's nothing good about your past. I mean, not there's nothing good about your past. I'm talking about like in your failures. Those those times and failures and the sinful life were not the good old days. Because it came with a price. Our second choice, how many of you, how many of you would say tonight, I'm not going to let my past hinder me from advancing. I'm not going to let the world system control me and drive me Cause me not to advance. So if you can answer that question, let's answer question number two. Should we remain where we're at? Wait, hold on. Life could be pretty good. I mean, how many of you think that life is pretty good right now? I'll raise my hand. I think life's pretty good. But God doesn't want you just to have a good life. He wants you to have a great life. There's always more gooder in God. And you say, I didn't, I, couldn't, I didn't think it'd get any better than this. Oh, yeah. It gets way better. It gets way better. Dare you to believe. Dare you to step out of your comfort zone. There's two things that cause us to remain. Number one, fear. Fear will cause you to remain. Fear is a paralyzer. The Israelites stood in front of Goliath and it said they were dreadfully afraid. Fear. Did any of the Israelites advance? No. It wasn't until David came along that said, Somebody going to do something? What's to be done? What, what do I get if I do something? Or you get uh, the king's daughter and no taxes. I'm in. No taxes. Fear. Paralyze the whole army. Fear. Fear over what? Over words. It said he came out and he taunted day and night. Taunted day and night. And that reminds us of the enemy that comes like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. By the looks of things, everything looks scary. But at the end of the day, there's no teeth. His dentures have fallen out. 
All he can do is numb you. He's been defeated. So what do you have to fear? Should you fear man? No. Why? Because you believe in God. God created man. What, what's man going to do to God? Ha! Ha! What do we have to fear? What do we have to fear? Wait, I know. Death. No? Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? If, if you go on to be, if you die, then that means you are present with the Lord. So what do you have to fear? No one? Nothing. There's nothing to fear. What if you approached every day with no fear? Insecurities, fear, pride. Fear is a paralyzer. They were in the boat. The storms were going. They, they said, look, is that, is that a ghost? What is that? And Jesus said, he said, Lord, is that you? Jesus said, I am. Just like he did in Exodus. That's how it's translated. And there was one man, one man. It says that they were terribly afraid that they had seen a ghost. One man received the word, I am, and grabbed it and received it. If it's you, bid me to come. Come. One man got out of the boat and progressed. One man got over the fear and advanced. One man. The rest stayed in the boat. Now, if the others had, had grabbed onto that word, come, and received it by faith, I believe they too could have stepped out of the boat and walked on water. Because Jesus didn't say, come Peter. He was talking to Peter, but he didn't make it exclusive. But fear paralyzes. Fear will cause you to stay in the boat when you can be walking on water and advancing and doing the impossible. If you can believe all things, come on, are what? Possible. If you can believe, you can progress. If you can believe, you can advance. Do we believe? We have to decide what we believe. Do I believe that this is my year to advance and progress? Four of you. Praise the Lord. I'll just keep. Maybe I should have come with a 
If I had another sermon, maybe. No? This is the one? Okay. Brother Hagen, what do you think? I think you should keep preaching what you're preaching. Okay, sir. Did they ever stare at you like this? Yes. Number two, number two thing that can cause you to remain where you're at, complacency. And here's what the Lord said to me. People mistake complacency for contentment. He said people mistake complacency for contentment. One is from God One is not. You can be content and still be in faith waiting for the manifestation. I'll say that again. You can be content and still in faith waiting for the manifestation. Complacency is the idea that you have stopped fighting. Well, I thought we're not supposed to fight. We're supposed to stay in rest. You are to fight the good fight of faith. So our fight is to stay in faith. How do we do that? We stay in faith through watching what we look at, through watching what we hear. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Because faith comes by hearing. And the stuff that we see creates pictures within us of life or death, of blessing or cursing, of faith or fear. And it's the battle that we're in. So we guard ourselves. The Bible says, guard your hearts. For out of it spring up the issues of life. Pride produces complacency. Pride produces complacency. It's to get to a place where you say, I'm good. I know, I know what I know. I know enough. There are people that uh, get this way even knowing the scriptures. Where the scriptures, they can quote the scriptures. They have a lot of head knowledge of scriptures. So when you tell the scriptures to them, they already know it. And so because of their, probably not anyone in here, but because of their pride, they don't receive the, 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 the thing that can bring them faith, the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. I'll read you a couple of scriptures here. Proverbs 29, 23, a man's pride will bring him low, but a humble spirit will obtain honor. Honor is something of promotion. Honor. When you are honored, it's like, it's like being promoted, recognized. And how, how does honor come? It's through a humble spirit. 
Isaiah 66, 2 says, I look on with favor those who are humble. How would you like for God to look on you with favor? Well, it says he resists the proud, but gives what? Grace or help to the humble. And so if we approach him and our lives with humility, that we don't know it all, we don't have all the answers, but we are hungry and want to know. Maybe we don't have it right. You know what? Sometimes I can see other people's lives and I go, wow, they have something that I don't have. And I want to know what they have that I don't have because I want to be able to walk in what they're walking in. Amen. I was always one that I wanted to find out. Tell me if you've got a system in place, tell me what the system is and I'll do the very best I can to follow the system so that I can get the results that the system provides. Doesn't that make sense? Well, God's system is set up through his word, through his ways. So when we follow the system, we follow the ways of God. It brings us into a good life, into a good land. Amen. So complacency. Complacency will breed laziness. A person can be spiritually lethargic. That's what lazy, you can be spiritually lazy, where you get to a place where, spiritually speaking, you're not growing. Spiritually speaking, you're not advancing. And that's not a place where we want to be coming into 2024. When darkness has covered the earth and gross darkness, the people, we don't want to come to a place where we become complacent. We want to press into the things of God, everything that God has. Those that remain where they're at will ultimately complain. So that's an indication if you are complaining that you are remaining. I'll say it again. It's an indication if you are complaining that you are remaining. We don't want to remain. He's a God of forward. I was a young in the business world and I had started a business in Birmingham, Alabama, right out of college. And Nikki and I were Birmingham three years. And I was at the high school that Bo Jackson went to And um, the coach there uh, was a fiery guy. You know, he's just a a guy that you like to be around. He's going to, you know, be upbeat, positive. Everything's positive. Everything's upbeat. We're going to win no matter what. And um, so when I I would get around him, it it would kind of get me fired up too. So I went in there, you know, the first year and, and uh, it was about, we had to talk to the, the players and kind of give a motivational speech about what they were about to do. So I would give this fiery motivational speech, you know, 
You got to decide. You got to back your decision with determination and, and, and be diligent about what you do. And, and you know, I, you know, he, he would like that. Well, one year, I think it was the third year I came in and he says, we need a good speech out of you. Cause I'd set the bar fiery. So we need a good speech out of you today because we, we got to get these kids motivated. We got to get them motivated. I said, Coach, it doesn't matter what I say. I said, they, they're just going to do what they're going to do. And he goes, oh, 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 you done lost the fire. And he turned his back on me. He goes, you done lost the fire. Started walking away. Except there they say, far. You done lost the fire. And I said, what? Excuse me? He said, you don't lost the fire. He said, you used to come in here and give a fiery speech. I said, I ain't lost the fire. He said, you lost the fire. I haven't lost the fire. I needed someone to challenge me, I guess, of how fiery I was being. And if I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire, then that means I'm not sitting there Letting whatever will be, will be. So I gave a speech that was fiery. He said, that's the best speech I've ever heard. Oh, he was, I can run through a wall right now. Well, that's what happens when you get complacent. You lose the fire. You lose the passion. You can get complacent in your marriage. Say, oh, I'm just, we're just not as passionate as we used to be. We used to be so in love. Kissy, kissy. Huggy, huggy. You get complacent in your, in your job. You can get complacent as a father. You can get complacent as a son. You can get complacent as a worker. You can get complacent as a business owner. Anyone susceptible to complacency. And the way out of complacency is recognize it. Say, you know what? I have lost the fire a little bit. You know, I need to get, I need to kick myself and get moving and get going. And the way you do that is through Thanksgiving. Lord, I'm so thankful. The reason why you got complacent is because you lost your Thanksgiving. Lord, I'm so thankful. Lord, I just want to start with your mercy. I'm thankful for your mercy. Your mercy was new for me this morning. Lord, I'm thankful that I've got a roof over my head. Lord, I'm thankful I've got a car to drive. Lord, it it has a few noises. You know, I'm believing, but, but I'm thankful for it. Lord, I'm thankful for that... Husband, you gave me. Lord, I'm thankful. (laughs) Thankful for him. Oh, he's a man of God. He's such a man of God. He's walking in your ways, Lord. He's walking worthy of your calling. Oh, he's my Boaz. (laughs) 
Lord, I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful that you gave me a Proverbs 30, 31, 32, and 33 woman. We were designed for each other. We love each other. I'm thankful that she doesn't get on me ever. A man can dream. I'm just teasing. Be thankful. Lord, I'm thankful for that teenager. Lord, that they know your ways. That their mouth is filled with good things. That they honor their father and mother so that their days may be long. That you have their steps ordered and that that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by you, Father. And I thank you that their steps are ordered, that you're with them everywhere they go, that the blood of Jesus covers them and marks them as the redeemed of the Lord. And I've trained them in the way they should go and they'll never depart from it. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That's, That's when I can feel the presence of the Lord like this every time through thanksgiving. Praise thanksgiving. That'll get you out of complacency real quick. Or number three, we can go forward. Let me tell you what happens when you decide to go forward. Psalms 97. And now it's about to get good. I'm just warning you. Psalms 97, verse 3. A fire goes before him and burns up his enemies round about. His lightnings light the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord, of the whole earth, the heavens declare his righteousness. And all the peoples shall see his glory. So I want you to know when you make a decision to go forward, that the Lord goes before you and burns up your enemies round about. That the Lord goes before you and mountains melt like wax at his presence. Why? Because he's in us. And that's what happens with these lepers. As they went forward, God went before them and caused noise of horses and chariots and mighty armies that scared off the enemy. Your part is not what will happen when you go forward. Your part is to decide I'm going forward. That's it. When that part's decided that's done. Then God goes before you to burn up your enemies. God goes before you to make your path smooth. God goes before you to order your steps. So how many of you tonight have decided I'm going forward? I'm going to advance. I'm going to progress this year. 
I'm going forward. I'm not staying here where I've been. I'm going forward. I'm not going backwards. I'm not going back to the past. I'm not going back to those old ways and the world's ways. I'm going forward. If you've made that decision to go forward, the second thing we must do is to decree. And I want to give you a word tonight that you can begin to decree as you've made the decision to advance. And we'll begin here in Isaiah 42. Maestro, would you come to the piano so that the people know that I'm, that I'm thinking about wrapping up? <laughs> Isaiah 42. Verse 22. But this is a people robbed and plundered. Now, I want to tell you before we read the rest of this verse that we were at the minister's conference that we hold here. We have an association of ministers that come every year in November, uh, affiliated with uh, this ministry. A lot of them went to the Bible school back in the 90s. And um, so every year that's being held. Well, this year, speaker was Pastor Scott Webb. And... He read this scripture, and this went off of me, and I've, I've been meditating on this for the last two months. Verse 22. This is a people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes, and they are hidden in prison houses. They are for prey, and no one delivers. For plunder, and no one says, restore. Restore is the word of the hour. Restore. It's the word of the hour. And we have... Oh, let me read you another scripture before I tell you. (laughs) Acts chapter 3, verse 21. No. Verse, Acts chapter 3. Verse 19. Repent, therefore, be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things. Now, ultimately, this is talking about when... Uh, heaven is restored to earth and the restoration of everything, but there are times of restoration. The word times means season. We have entered a season of restoration. So as you go out and advance, as you go out and progress, You begin to say out of your mouth and decree, restore. How many of you have had things that have been stolen? 
relationships that have gone bad, uh, business deals that have gone bad, health that has gone bad. Restore, 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 restore. God is a God of restoration. And when God restores, he doesn't just bring it back to the original. The minimum that God restores is double as evidenced by Job. He restored double in Job's life. But there's other examples where when Abram went to rescue Lot, he not only rescued Lot and got Lot's stuff, but then he took all the enemy stuff. So he got back what was Lot's and God added to it all the enemy's things. And he was so thankful that that's when he tied the portion of it in the Old Testament. David went to battle, shall I pursue? They had stolen wives and, and everybody from their camp when they were out of battle. He said, shall I pursue? The Lord said, pursue and you'll recover all. And what that meant was when David went in, he not only recovered everything that was theirs, but he took all of the enemy's things. When those four lepers went into the camp, they didn't even have to fight. They went into the camp and it was free for the taking. When the Israelites came out of Egypt, they had favor in the Egyptian sight. They asked them for their stuff. And, they, and the Bible says that the Israelites plundered the Egyptians. Isaiah says that the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Restore, 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 restore. This is something we need to be decreeing out of our mouth into the earth, into our situation individually and corporately. Restore, restore. These are some things that the Lord gave me. They're not limited to this, but health. You don't have to live with anything. That's not perfectly the way God designs you. You can walk in divine health. Restore. Relationships. Family relationships. Restore. Finances. Restore. You say, well, I made some mistakes. I made some, some bad choices. God is a God of mercy. If you made some bad choices and you haven't repented, repent. Lord, forgive me. I made a bad choice. You didn't tell me to do that. I made a bad choice. It's cost me. But I'm asking you to forgive me and to restore. Promotions. Someone, someone did it, got, got in there when you should have been in there because they were dirty and you weren't. They did things the world's way and you didn't. The Bible says that the sons of this world are more shrewd than the sons of God. Meaning that the sons of this world know how to work the world's system. Better than the sons of God know how to work the kingdom of God's system. 
but that's changing. Restore businesses, lost business, restore. How about this one? Hearing loss. I don't care how old you are. You can have hearing of a 12 year old. Well, let's make it eight because we know that they hear. Restore. Hair loss. What can you believe for? Listen, I'm not telling you stuff that hasn't already been done. There's meetings where the glory fell and hair grew on people's heads. Now, I mean, I want it to grow in the right places. But it happened. Money appeared in people's wallets sitting in church. What are we going to limit God to? Restore. You could, you could talk to, you could talk to that billfold of yours. So you'd be full, you'd be full, full of cash, cash. I like green. You understand? I like green. Those cards are fine, but they get me in trouble. I like green. Restore, restore. And then this one, complexion, complexion, skin, complexion, things associated with that. Begin to speak to it. Restore. Now I'm going to say something that may be a little dicey right now. So this is no condemnation for anyone that uh, has a tattoo. But I have a friend that got a tattoo, you know, when he was young and, and he, do, he regrets it. He doesn't want the tattoo. And so he went to get it removed, the tattoo removed. And he said, it's the most painful thing he'd ever done. It was very painful to remove it. But Nikki had a vision one day that uh, she would lay hands on people's skin because they wanted tattoos gone from their body and they would disappear. For that person that regretted the tattoo, that is restoration of how God, you know, no condemnation if you have a tattoo. That's not the point. The point is, is if you want it gone, God can restore your skin back. What can you, what can you believe God for? Have faith in God. Man, we're, we're going to see the, the greatest things the world has ever seen is in this hour. Restore. Restore. Amen. Amen. Restore. It says that he will restore the years. He can, he's a redeemer of time. He can make it like time Never, never went. Restore. Where's that one at? Joel chapter two. Let's look at that before we leave. Why don't you stand? I'll read it to you. So we're another step closer. 
Joel chapter 2. Be glad, you children of Zion. That's you. Be glad. And rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain. In the first month. Are we not in the first month right now? In the first month. The former rain and the latter rain. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat. The vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. And so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, consuming locust, the chewing locust, my great army which I sent. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. It would be like Psalm chapter 126 where... Where they, where they said, they begin to praise the Lord. The Lord, they said, they said, look at them. The Lord has done great things for them. Look at them. The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has. And that whole passage is around a word that he turned their captivity around. That word turned means Restored. Another word for restored is restitution. Payback's coming from him. Say, it's my payday. (laughs) Then you shall know that I am the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God. Then you shall know. After what? After he restores. Then you shall know. He's the Lord your God. And there is no other people. My people shall never be put to shame. And it shall come to pass afterward. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. After what? Restore. Restore. If you need health restored tonight, come to the front. I'll lay hands on you. If you need finances restored, come to the front. Complexion restored, come to the front. Family relationships restored, come to the front. A loss of business. Lord, we say restore right now. Let's all pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's all pray. Church, let's pray. Lord, we say restore. Restore, restore, restore. 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 Restoration is yours now. Restore. Restore in Jesus' name. Restore. Restore in the name of Jesus. Restore. 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 Restore in Jesus' name. 
Restore. 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 Say, I receive it. Restore in the name of Jesus. Restore. 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 Restore in Jesus' name. Restore in Jesus' name. Restore. Restore. Restore in the name of Jesus. Restore. Restore in Jesus' name. (laughs) Restore. 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 You might need to take off and run. You might need to run. Restore, restore, restore. Everything you lost. God will restore. That's his presence on me. He will restore. God will restore. Just release it. Restore, 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 God will restore, restore, Jesus name, Jesus name, restore, restore, yes, he will, restore. God will restore. 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 Restore in Jesus' name. Restore. He's going to do it. Restore. Restore. He's going to make a way for you. He will restore. God will restore everything you lost. God will restore. You don't have to worry about it. Restore him, Lord. Restore him. Restore. God will restore. He will restore. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Maybe some of you need your joy restored. 
Restore. God will restore. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Don't let her fall down. <laughs> Restore. <laughs> Restore. Restore. Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> restore, restore. He will restore. Restore. <laughs> Restore. I want to Second Kings eight six. So the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers. All right. And the fruit, the harvest. Lord, restore all that was hers. Is that all you want? Is that all it says? Okay. Lord, we agree with her. According to her faith, be it done unto her. Restore in Jesus' name. Restore. 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 Restore, Jesus' name. Restore. Fill your house. <laughs> oh, your house is the city on the hill. <laughs> restore, 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 restore. Jesus, 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 Jesus. 
Like those that dreamed. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh, restore. 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 Everything the devil stole. Let's give the Lord praise tonight. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. We've decided. We've made our decision. And one of our declarations, I'm not saying it's the only one. One of them will be restored. As we go forth, restore. Father, we thank you tonight. Lord, we're progressing. We're advancing. We made advancements tonight in the spirit realm. You don't even know yet all the things that were imparted by the Holy Spirit tonight. But you'll find in days to come that there were things that bothered you that no longer bothered you. I prayed today or yesterday over our house that the enemy will be repelled by the glory that resides in our home. And I believe that's fitting for each and every one of us if we receive that by faith to go home and say, Lord, this is where your glory dwells. This is where you dwell. And no weapon formed against me will prosper. Restore. 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 He's given us angels charge over us. They will bear us up lest we dash our foot against the stone. Lord, anything else? Father, we thank you for it. We thank you for tonight. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. We have here, as most of you know, Brother Joseph, 
who was a lieutenant colonel in the armed forces. And I'm going to put him on the spot tonight. When, when soldiers would come to boot camp and they would teach them how to march. They would give them, teach them how to march and things. Why? What was it about marching? Why did they have to, what were they really learning? To work together, go in unison, go forward. To work together, to go in unison, unity, to go forward, and also how to take orders. Well, we serve the commander-in-chief. He's the Lord of hosts, Lord of angel armies. And we've known him as our savior. We've known him as our healer. We've known him as our friend, lover of our soul. But he is King Jesus Lord of the heavenly armies. Amen. So fall in line, soldier. Amen. Throw your shoulders back. And, uh... Pick your head up, throw your shoulders back. Amen. Colonel Anderson on the beach at D-Day when they were at uh, Omaha. And they were, had that infilid fire, and they were all there on the beach. And the colonel got up and basically saw that they were faltering. And he said, there's two kinds of people on this beach, those that are dead and those that are going to die. So let's go forward. <laughs> and that's when they broke the beach. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the only way to go. It's the only way to go forward. We can't stay where we're at. We can't go back to where we've been. It's a new season. It's upon us. There's a warrior spirit that's been released from heaven in the body of Christ to fight. Fight. Nobody wants to fight. Well, there's some that do. Most people don't. Even Jesus, he said, if, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Jesus didn't remain. Knowing what was in front of him, he went. The apostle Paul, knowing that there was trouble ahead, went forward, forward, forward. But guess what? God's going with you. And we're going to advance as the body of Christ this year. We will advance as the body of Christ. The world will get worse and worse. There'll be so much turmoil and chaos in the world. But that's where God shines through his people. When everything is falling apart. 
And you've got it all together. Amen.